my wife and I watch BBC's Question Time. We do this for a variety of reasons, but ultimately it's to give us a sense of what the current events are in the UK in a beautifully portioned one hour per week morsel. We do consume other bits of UK television, but Question Time provides a sense of just what is going on in the public dialogue, somewhat curiously, somewhat framed in terms of whatever town they're recording Question Time in, but it does give us a sense of what is going on in the UK, or at least the contemporary discourse about the kinds of things people are talking about. It's always very curious, this notion of contemporary discourse. I had a discussion recently where I explained the situation with no Ape, and I also use this to frame saying that it once you have this experience happen to you, you start to wonder what it requires to actually get information out into public discourse. Like, for example, do you have to pay Instagram and Google? Is the idea of paying money so critical in getting ideas out these days? And if that is the case, it gives you an indication of why the quality of public dialogue is at the level that it is. In any case, something that has happened in the UK is a young woman has come to the UK to talk about environmental issues and the fact that there will be an environmental crisis in the next decade. And this is now repeated by people in the UK and periodically comes up on Question Time. And when I have an ability to talk, which is a relatively rare thing, but when I do occasionally, particularly if I have a plant in my hand or something like that, I point out that I am changing my gardening practices. I'm doing things like growing tea, which is a remarkably beneficial and interesting plant to grow. But I'm growing tea now in the San Francisco Bay Area, which is not something that people normally do. There's no history of tea growing here. Historically, the weather has been too wet and, in general, just not good tea-growing climate. However, the change in weather that this part of the world has seen has meant that tea now grows quite well here, to the point where I'm starting to wonder why I don't grow more tea. <laughs> it's such a rewarding plant as well. You kind of pick the leaves, dry the leaves. Even after a week, you can make absolutely delicious tea out of this plant. It really is very curious how easy it is to make something that is appreciably better than most of the tea that I have ever purchased. I think there's a notion of single plant. I think if you use the same plant, like leaves of the same plant, you will get unique flavors from that plant. But if you mix up the tea, as tea is done commercially, you know, you have, I don't know, hundreds potentially of different tea plants contributing to the tea that you drink. Then it has a kind of muddled uniformity where each of the, you know, little distinct bits of flavor that you get from a unique plant are kind of muddled together. So anyway, I was in the office recently. I brought in a sweet neem plant for one of my co-workers. Sweet neem is the curry leaf plant, or that's what it's called. It's a component of curry. It's actually typically cooked fresh by native consumers, let's say that. My view actually is that there are many different flavors in sweet neem, and drying it before you use it changes some of those flavors. Cooking it at high temperatures also changes these flavors, when I use it fresh, I use it typically at the end of a sauce or something like that, where most of the flavors remain. It has an acridness, which if it doesn't have high heat applied to it, it maintains that acrid flavor, which I actually quite like. I've had it at the end of a sauce uh, in the wild when I was eating at a South Indian place once, 
and it was really very striking. But most of my co-workers that use the plant put it into hot oil, which eliminates some of that acridness in any case. So I'm growing curious plants currently. And when I took this plant into work, the sweetening plant, I said, you know, I'm growing tea as well. This is the benefit of climate change, right? <laughs> this is the benefit of climate change. What a radical idea to actually put out there that rather than saying that there's going to be some crisis in 10 years' time that needs immediate action, which no action is going to be taken. I mean, let's be perfectly frank here. The practicality of this thing is we are already well past the point of return associated with this thing. We are surfing into much hotter, much more volatile weather conditions. And quite frankly, whatever percentage of the population doesn't believe in this thing, it has moved beyond a level of public discourse where the notion of change to change anything, my view is, has long passed. So it is interesting when you actually put it out there that rather than being a, I don't necessarily want to say a naysayer, but rather than being someone who says, oh, isn't this terrible, you know, climate change, we've got to change all these things. And then, of course, nothing is changed, which is the <laughs> nature of this world. People go on believing what they believe in and the world keeps on you know, moving in whatever direction. So my view is you can view this in two lights, right? You can view this in some negative, we've got to fight the system kind of light, or you can grow delicious tea. <laughs> and unfortunately, as a reader of science fiction, I appreciate that these changes are something which are well beyond my control, and actually, funnily enough, probably well beyond anyone's control in these circumstances, that we have moved far further forward than people would have previously predicted. And that's an interesting thing, because there's no dialogue, right? You've got this strange dichotomy between folks denying and folks exclaiming that all we've got to do is change, and within that, nothing changes. So maybe actually trying to look for something nice out of this thing, as the folks on either side of the neighing, continue their behavior, maybe that's all we can get out of this thing. So I wanted to put out there the idea of tea, the political nature of tea. And obviously, in this country, tea has had a long history of political discourse. But now, actually, for me at least, it's something that's surprisingly enjoyable. So I'm just going to leave that with you for a Sunday afternoon.